Welcome to the Step Up Your Business podcast. This is a weekly show brought to you by the Business Advisory Center Durham. In these episodes, we'll talk about everything to do with business, how to get started, how to grow your business, you'd meet some of our clients that we work with, and upcoming events that are going on in our region. We'd love you to join us every week and hopefully take away something that you can implement into your business. Even though we are in the Durham region, a lot of the business advice and information is applicable to all businesses. Thank you and stay tuned. Samantha, welcome. So wonderful to have you here, everybody. This is Samantha King from Fempire Builders. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. Thank you. So everybody, I've been working with Samantha for the last year. Samantha has been delivering workshops at BACD on how to get started in online courses. And I'd love you, you to share just a little bit more about Fempire Builders, the name, how you came up with it, and what you're teaching people or hoping to inspire people to do. Thank you. Uh, Vampire Builders, you know, it just kind of came to me. I love catchy word wordplay, but really the message behind it is it kind of goes to what some of the, the women in business and, and the men, right? We're seeing on social media, we're scrolling and we're seeing everybody, you know, I had my six figure month, you know, you have to have mm. a seven figure launch in the online business space. And really, I don't believe that that's necessarily the case. I believe that success is yours to define. If you want the seven figure launches, do it, go for it. But if you're fine with making enough money to make sure that you can take your kids on three or four trips a year, and that's what success is to you, then go for that too. So Fempire Builders really is about women building their own empires, right? whatever that looks like to them. And guess what? No matter what it looks like, as long as you love it and it, it drives you and it's, it's living the life of your dreams, well, then that's what it's all about. I totally, totally um, subscribe to that mindset myself. I so important, you know, subscribe to your level of what success is. I guess there's a lot of overwhelm in people today and uh, scrolling through social media, you know, it sets you up. There's some things that happen to you as you're watching this and you, it sets you up to compare and comparisons, the thief of joy to some degree, right? So to me, I, I totally agree with you. What's your, your stance on the, the course industry and the online learning? And you think, is there room for us still to grow and to move into this? It looks like there's just so much in that field already. I think that definitely since the pandemic hit, it may feel like it's an area that's super saturated, but the reality is, is that before the pandemic, the industry was, was expected to be, they were projecting that the worth of the industry would be about $325 billion wow. by 2025. Yeah. Post-pandemic, they're now expecting that in just one more year, so by 2026, the industry is going to be worth $73 billion more than that. Wow. So the industry is growing. And there's really two schools of thought when it comes to online courses. Some people are creating a business where the course is the business. So they come up with their winning course idea and they market it. And that's what they do. They sell this course. And that is a great approach when we think about really just, we all have skills and talents and expertise and how mm -hmm. can we monetize it? Well, people will say to me, you know, I don't know what to teach. 
And I'll say to them, well, what do you like to do? Oh, well, I like to knit or I like to, or I like to mountain bike. Nobody wants a course on that. Hmm, Pinterest is a pretty big platform. And guess what? That's how it started. People go there all the time for inspiration and you can be selling, you can be selling your course on any one of those topics. Pinterest wouldn't be what it is if people weren't interested in learning how to knit or how to do science experiments at home with their kids, right? Anybody can have a course. Now with my clients, I'm working with business owners who already know what their business is, right? Right. They know what they offer. They like their one-on-one services. They like working with their clients and creating that impact. But what's happened is they've reached an income earning ceiling potential in their business because one-on-one work, it's all about trading time for money. Right. And eventually there's no more time to trade. So when they come to me, the course isn't the business. They already have the business. And that's the second school of thought where we're fitting the course into the business. And that's where my approach comes in. And of course, you've heard this in, in my presentations that I've done for BACD, but it's all about fitting the course properly into your business. So it generates leads to the rest of your offers without you having to do a lot of work, right? Because it's self-directed, you make it, they buy it, they take it, and you now set them up with your sales funnel to make sure that you're telling them what's next, how you can help them next with the other services. Right. And what's so beautiful about starting with that as your lead generator is now you can build content and courses that are higher ticket items, you know, and you can now really learn to scale your business. And that's the secret of freedom. That's the secret of living the life that you love is that you are building a business that you are not a slave to. And uh, automation is one of those ways to do it. So I'm crazy about automation and I I think Samantha is too. Um, And it's something that we do a lot with our clients here at the Business Advisory Center Durham is helping them through the steps, the processes, the systems, the, the tools that they need so that they can scale their business. And online courses is another way to scale your business. Who better than you to teach your customers and perhaps new customers what you do and how you do it and, and, you know, transforming their lives. That's really what you're doing at the end of the day, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm doing it in a way that is authentic to me. So I don't know if I've ever shared this with you in our many conversations, but my dream really is to be able to run my business while I travel around in an RV with my family. And so I'm creating my business so that eventually it's, it supports that life, but it also fits into that life. And automation is key in that. Um, But I think one of the things, like you said, who better? Well, this goes back to really understanding what your one thing is. And on our YouTube channel, I actually have a great video where I, I talk about one of the stars of the popular TV show Outlander and how he really leaned into his one thing. Well, for me, I'm a former teacher. So curriculum design, creating roadmaps, you know, making sure your course fits into your business strategy, all that kind of stuff comes naturally to me. And it also comes as part of my training. So I said, yeah, let's do that. But what's really cool is that my business has kind of evolved to expand, to meet even more of my one thing, which really for me, like I said, I love, I've always been really great at strategy, but also people come to me because I can see the possibility. And that really leans nicely. It's really cool in terms of like PR and marketing and positioning things. And so people have started to come to me, not only for the curriculum design, not only for making sure it fits into their business, but because what we see is create the course and then it's all about the launch and it has to be a seven figure launch online. 
but a lot of the time, you know, if the course doesn't fit into your business, you'll bring it out once or twice and it, you'll toss it to the side and go back to whatever your, the, your business was before. Correct. But you may also not have a very good launch. If you don't have the authority, if you haven't built the authority, if you're not hanging out on authority Island, as I say, because you haven't been working with your audience, constantly creating authority, building content for them to really say, oh yeah, this is what she does. And I trust her to do it for me. So where the online course comes in for my one thing, because I'm a teacher, this other part of me, which I like doing, which is strategizing and helping people position things and, and, and build authority. I, it's come together really nicely in that that's become a part of my approach because I tell my audience, if you don't start building your authority now, it doesn't matter what you do for your launch. There's not going to be anybody standing there waiting to buy the course. And that's the biggest thing is that once you create the course, it's about selling the course because you right. put too much time into making it. Agreed. I totally agreed is that we need to also at the same time be bringing our customers along or the uh, following along with us so that they know that there's something coming. Right. So great idea. I know that through the courses that we have been doing together as we do have an offer for BACD when we'll put the offer here. Uh, you don't have to be a BACD client for this offer, but we will put the offer in the show notes. Um, I want to ask you a little bit, I, I heard you mention the authority island, right? So I'd love you to tell us a little bit more about that. I know you're working on something exciting. I don't know if you can share, but I, hopefully you can. And if you can, maybe it'll be ready for us to put in the show notes as well. But how about you tell us a little bit about it and uh, then we can decide what people can do to find out more. Oh, I'd love to tell you a little bit about that. And it actually, that whole story starts with an episode of Friends that I was watching. It was season one episode and Joey and Ross are talking about Ross's crush on Rachel. And Ross, of course, hasn't asked her out or done anything about it. And they haven't, they're seeing each other for the first time again since high school. And Joey says to him, dude, you're the mayor of friend zone because he's never taken action. And it, I was sitting there thinking about it. And, and I do have a particular talent. I watch a ton of television. I have a particular talent for relating TV show episodes and incidences from TV shows to people's businesses. But what connected for me was that that happens a lot to service providers. We end up in the friend zone. And the friend zone is that spot where you have people calling you up and they want to pick your brain but they don't have any intention of hiring you. In fact, you may even see them after you go out for coffee with them or they allow them to pick your brain. You might actually see them go on to hire somebody else right. to do the things you implemented. You may also be feeling like, like you're in the friend zone because you're that really cool business owner on Instagram who gives them free stuff. Right. And it can happen for so many reasons. It can happen because you know your, your messaging isn't clear. Maybe you're not asking for the sale. Or maybe because you're not even sure like what the sale is going to be, you know, you, you know, this Teresa, we get out there and they tell us uh, as business owners, get out there, get your name out. So we start creating this audience, right? And that's our focus, right? Getting our name out there, getting as many people as we know to, to follow us or, or be a part of our audience. And then if you're in the online space, you might start following some of the gurus, right? The right. celebritypreneurs. And you're seeing them post motivational content and inspirational content. And then sometimes they tell you about an event that's going up, but really what you're looking at from them is, is not a lot of asking for the sale. 
Right. And we don't, and this is something I, I have to understand how somebody makes money before I can work with them, before I can recommend them. You know, it's just, it's something I, I, I don't know, maybe it's a tick of mine. I don't know, but I think of mine time, too, <laughs> right? I spent time digging into these gurus and going, but how are they making money? And sometimes the, the your audience members may forget to do that. And really, if you dig deep into that, you see that, yeah, they're posting motivational stuff, but they're running Facebook ads on their, on their lead magnets. So the things they offer for free to get people onto their email address, and they're probably doing a little bit of promotion, but likely they're doing a lot more paid speaking. And really the reason they can do all that motivational stuff on their social media feed is because they don't need that real estate because where are they really selling? on their email list. Right. 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 And so we start posting motivational stuff, not realizing that the reason they have space to do that on, on their social media platform is because they're selling somewhere else. And as we're growing our list, our social media needs to have a little bit asking for the sale, a little bit of authority building content, and then some motivation too, because our real estate, our social media real estate is different than theirs. But what happens is we just start posting that social media stuff. And then, you know, we never give any thought to like how we're going to monetize this. And before we figure it out, we're now that business owner. That's in the friend away, zone. Yeah. Who gives away free stuff, like, right? And right. we don't want to be like Ross. We want to take action. And so Authority Island really is about acknowledging that this is where we are. And sometimes our audience puts us in the friend zone. Sometimes we do it. It happens, right? And we need to get out of it. We need to stay out of it. And how do we build authority? Because in the online space, that's going to be what brings your, what's, what brings the sales in. You need to be seen as an authority um, to your audience so that they go, yeah, yeah, I do need to work with you. I do want whatever that product is when you go to, when you bring it to market. Right. And I'm ready or, you know, save this post so that I'm ready when I'm ready. I've got it. Who I'm gonna, who am I going to phone? And I was speaking with another business coach this week. And uh, one of the things I learned from her is like, decide who your mentors are going to be. Right. We get into this place where we are just like following everybody. And then we're trying to learn from all of them. And their lead magnet works because you sign up for it. And then all of a sudden you're getting emails from 55 different authorities and, and you're overwhelmed and you don't take action on any of it. Right. I guess that's one of the things I learned is like really decide on who your mentors are going to be so that you uh, follow and kind of model and, and work your business the way you want to do. I do love that you brought up the monetizing piece because we, many businesses feel that we'll just get money from showing up on social media. And I, I think I think sure some of that can happen, but I also think that there's a lot more to it than that. You've got to have a system in place that brings those people through to your email list and then you sell from to your email list, right? Do you even know any statistics around email and email marketing that you'd love to share? Oh goodness gracious, do I? We are working on something behind the scenes and it is, I, I can talk about it. It's called Friend Zone to Authority Island. Good. No shocker. Thank you. (laughs) And it is a virtual event that's happening August 17th through August 19th. And if you are listening to this, you know, after 2021, we're in 2021, that's it's August 17th through August 19th, 2021, but chances are 
it may be happening again. So go to authorityisland.com to find Thank out you. the new date. But what we're doing in this is we are bringing together 31 experts to talk about all things online business. Amazing. And ways to monetize, not just online courses. We have people talking about membership sites, people talking about small digital product offers, people talking about affiliate programs. But we do have some experts who are talking about, they are talking about email marketing. And one of the, one of the statistics that was shared was for every $1 that you spend in email marketing, you can expect a return on investment of about $42. Amazing. Right? So think about the time. And again, when I say every $1 you spend, people may be thinking, well, I don't really spend anything on email marketing because I like I pay my email marketing software. Sure, great. But do I really spend anything? It's not paid ads. But we forget, as especially service-based businesses, your time is also a cost, right? Right. And so what this, what this expert was talking about was like the return on investment is $42. And that's because nine times out of 10, when somebody gives you their email, it's because they want to know more. They want to be in that relationship with you. Absolutely. And they expect to be at some point sold to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so imagine that when, when Facebook ads, and I don't have the statistics for Facebook ads, but a Facebook ad probably isn't going to get you the same return on investment. Than your email address, right? And that's why it makes sense to build that freebie, that lead magnet that you're building that gets people onto your letter, right? And this is for online businesses, but also for physical businesses or, you know, traditional businesses. There's a way to do it and we can help you at BACD, Business Advisory Center Durham, as can Samantha. And we will put this information in the show notes notes that you have them as well so that everybody has them. So Samantha, um, I love those ideas that you shared and you're right. Um, this is here as a resource for businesses to really think about how can they monetize, how can they go online and, you know, platforms that you might work on as well. I think the tech is uh, overwhelming for people as well. And I think you could probably shed some light on that. Yeah. People get really worried about the tech side of, of course, creation or just in general. And, and I know you talk a lot about the tech piece of automating our businesses. For me, the tech that I use a lot is, and we do have, for one of them, we have a great um, video on, on mm -hmm. how to use it on our YouTube channel that you guys Good. can check out. But what I would say is for me, the tech, I, I do like to keep it simple, right? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't need 50,000 pieces of tech. And if I have to use a tool like Zapier to connect stuff, I'm really starting to think about whether this platform is right for me. Cause you know, I always say the ease of integration, right? They got to talk to each other for the automation to work. So yeah. the tech that I use constantly is I love Thinkific. Yeah. For online courses, you can use it for membership sites and stuff, um, but really I recommend it for online courses. I love it. It's Canadian based, love keeping the money in our Canadian economy, but also they understand Canadian business owners. Right. And that's really important. There's lots of room to grow. So when you're picking tech, I always say, you know, know what you need now and then take a look at what you're going to need. It's like a business plan, right? Take, right. A, take a look at what you're going to need three to five years from now. Does it give, does this piece of tech give you room to grow? Right. So I really love that and think if it integrates really well and their support team is like a hundred percent part of your team, if you need help. Right. So I recommend that for your hosting courses, they will allow you to uh, sell courses and that's something you, you can look into, yeah. but then people will also say to me, but Samantha, how do I record my courses? Right. 
And it's actually, I tell people it's not that hard <laughs> and it's not zoom okay. because zoom, zoom can make a bit of an editing nightmare, right? It's PowerPoint. It's something free that you already know how to use. Really? You, yes. Pow in PowerPoint, you can create your slides. And then when you go into the slide show, uh, tab on the ribbon, yeah. It will say instead of play from the beginning, which is what we would typically do if we were presenting live, it will say record your slideshow. Right. And you can go in and record audio and video if you want to, if you want a little, a little square in the top of you talking right. while you're presenting, you can record both of those within that area of PowerPoint. And the reason I love it is because it makes the editing super easy. So let's say you're recording a course and there's some things that you need to talk about that are date specific. And I always say, try not to date your course, right? But sometimes you may be teaching a course on how to throw virtual events during the pandemic. Well, that's right. going to be dated. Yeah. And maybe you're going to tweak it a little bit later and it's not going to be called how to throw virtual events during the pandemic, but it might be just, you know, how to throw virtual yeah. events. Yeah. And so later you go back to tweak it and with PowerPoint, you can tweak by slide. So what happens is you're recording by slide. So for every single slide, there's an audio and a video file if that's right. what you want. So later you go back in and you go, okay, where did I talk about that? Oh yeah, it was on this slide. Okay. I need to just change the audio file for this slide. Fantastic. Right. How much easier does that make that? And let's say you bumble one of the slides. Well, rather than having to go and find it in the zoom recording, figure out, you know, was it at the 10 minute mark? Where was it? I simply just erase the audio file for that slide and, and re -record, re record right there in the moment. You can keep the video and then re-record the audio. Is it both you recording? You can re-record. I would say, I would say you'd want to, you want to re-record your, if you've got a video, you want the video to match the audio. So right. you're going to re-record, but you can re-record both. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Amazing. And they can, it's, can you do a lot of editing with it too? There's not a lot of editing after that, right? You just, <laughs> right. you just take it out, you delete it and there you're done. Fantastic. Right? I'm going to have to see if they've got that in Google slides. Cause I tend to sit on the G suite, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, or workspace, whatever you want to call it. Now that is a fantastic tip. So I'm looking forward to sharing this with people because yes, it's coming up August 17th to 19th, the authority. What, what did you say it was called? How, what's the full name? The friend zone to authority Island virtual event. And I'd like to say it's where sales and profits await. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. That's great. I'm really looking forward to sharing this with everybody. And I appreciate your time today. Uh, we're not going to take up too much of your time. Quick, short hit of great information. And then we look forward to seeing you on the Authority Island. So Samantha, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much for having me, Teresa. I always love chatting with you and whatever I can do to help out the BACD. You guys do such a great job supporting business owners in your area. Thank you for being a guest today on our podcast. This is Teresa Shaver signing off from the Business Advisory Center Durham, and we hope that you will join us next week. Take care, guys. Thank you.